Hello guys, you are listening to Walking Russian. My name is Nikolai Sirov. I'm Ukrainian Catholic living in Moscow, Russia, and this is a podcast about the Catholic Church in Russia. I normally record it in the mornings on my way to the office. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope you'll enjoy this one. Good morning. It's almost 9 a.m. Uh, and I'm walking to my office. And you might even hear the sound of snow crunching under my feet. Because we've been in minus Celsius territory for a few weeks already. Uh, yeah, sorry, I keep bragging about cold weather in Moscow. It's minus 5 Celsius. It feels like minus twenty, so it's so cold. And I've already mentioned this briefly in the uh, previous episode. Moscow is grey. Well, uh, don't get me wrong. There are parks, even big ones, uh, but on the streets you don't have much green. Stone is like everywhere. Stone and now gloss. It prevails and is rarely painted in bright colors. Architecture in the center is still fascinating, amusing and beautiful. Yes, it is true. But be prepared. Um, It will be as grey as it can be. Moscow doesn't have that many modern glass buildings, besides famous Moscow city, where most of the people never end up. Stone, stone, and more stone. And after living in Kiev for many years, I was, it was like painful for me to see all this grey mess, which first month looked to me like one single longest Great building, cut in parts for any reason. Kiev is like heaven in terms of green in comparison to Moscow. And it's not only about the architecture. It's about the people also. People rarely smile to you on the street, in elevator, in supermarket. Even when it comes to services in the hospitality industry, you get a smile only in a very like expensive restaurant or in a five-star hotel, although even then it's not a guarantee. Ticket takers in movies, drivers on buses, ladies at groceries, counters, they just don't smile at you, almost as if they want to fit in and reflect the greyness of the city they live in. And it actually feels like the vast majority of people in Moscow unconsciously enter some kind of a weird pact with the city, uh, representing the common greyness in exchange for something, I don't know. Especially strange it looks uh, when you get to know these people a bit better, because eventually, in most cases, you find them all extremely nice and friendly. But the first contact with a stranger always tends to be unwelcoming. 
Um, my point is, Moscow is not the best spot for aliens to land, <laughs> if they exist, and consider visiting humans at some point. Although, maybe aliens are just like Russians, <laughs> maybe their planet reminds Moscow. Oh, how funny that would be. Anyway, Advent is almost here. I hope you are looking forward to it, because I'm looking forward to it very much so. I bought my uh, Advent wreath and four candles, three violet colored and one rose colored to match the priest vestments on each of the Sundays. The candles are lit. Uh, and I know that in some countries, especially in the United Kingdom, it is more common for Advent wreaths to have four red candles instead of just one rose and three violet ones. But I prefer to stick with the tradition corresponding with the colors of the liturgical vestments for the Sundays of Advent. Um, anyway, last Sunday Mass in our Moscow Cathedral was a special one, because it was celebrated by Cardinal Blaise Joseph Supic, Archbishop of Chicago, who came to Russia for a short visit. He gave a beautiful homily, and yes, it was exciting, but what was even more exciting for me is that I actually had an opportunity, thanks to our Archdiocese of Moscow and our vicar specifically, um, to meet with Cardinal Supic personally after the Mass, to talk to him and even take a nice short interview. Um, that interview has already been published as a podcast, I'll put, uh, I will put the link in the description, so check it out. I believe it turned out quite well. Um, and by the way, our church is called the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception of the Holy Virgin Mary. And it's located in a very beautiful neighborhood. It, it, was, um, it was founded in, I believe, 1911. But then... During Soviet times, it was taken away from the church, obviously, because, as you all know, religion was banned in Soviet Union, like any religion. After the World War II, it was used for civil purposes, as a warehouse first, and then a hotel. So it returned to being a church only in 1996. And it is very beautiful. And also the largest Catholic church in Russia. Uh, you can hear now our church bells ringing. I recorded it this Sunday. I love this sound. Although main, mainly church bells are a means of calling God's people to prayer and worship, for me this sound is not just a technical thing. For me it's related to my own personal and very a very internal emotional knot because we all experience different emotions towards our churches and local parishes, right? It's not just about faith and practicing religion. It is also about our personal engagement. It's about how we encounter our church and other people in our church. And for whatever reason, when I hear our church bells 
ringing it brings up the memories that i have that that have to do with my own experiences and it also reminds me of a certain connection and certain ties that i do have with my parish well anyway one last thing uh, yesterday i was uh, reading some poetry and one verse one specific verse reminded me of one of my own poems that I wrote like six years ago. It's called The City in Winter. And it was published online, so I managed to look it up, and I think it's quite good. <laughs> uh, and I also think that it reflects my current perception of the season. So let me read it for you guys. Okay. The City in Winter grudgingly takes on the cassock, although it still has nothing to do with edifying infallibility, and keeps its profligate and gauche breath at long nights. Bundled up people flay round, flail around as if it rummage sale. Old men share parochial views near the fires, and youth bears them out without giving a thought to. Legs are enticed into it oneness of footprints and cannot escape. Lavishly enrobed buildings look smaller, and waiters serve with unsettling brevity. I seem to elude myself. The snow nestles on my shoulders and haggard face without permission. I conjure up visions of the past. Okay, that's it. Let me know, guys, if you liked the poem. And I hope you enjoyed this short and strange episode. Take care.